This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Casey Cheshire. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization, this is Leadership in Action. Here it is. We are recording. We're live. I'm so excited. My guest today is absolutely amazing. I'm a huge fan. Let me tell you about her. She is an outstanding and like a outspoken entrepreneur, social activist, uh, winner of regional Emmys, other awards. She's an advisory board member um, for trauma recovery, a board member of EO Boston, partner at Three Point Media, co-host of the Latin XYZ podcast, creative director and founder at Mora Studio, Clemencia Herrera. Welcome to the show. Wow, that's quite the intro. Yeah, well, it's you like, deserve it. Man, here's the, so Khaleesi, the Khaleesi. How do you have time to talk to me? What's that? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I love doing this. It's, uh, I have my own podcast and I just love having conversations and talking about stuff. Right. And love isn't it. it the best talking to another podcaster? Because then it just it just works. We just speak our language. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. When, when we were talking about the, when preparing about this, I'm like, yeah, don't worry. I do this every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So let's get into it. What is a common misconception about leadership? being an entrepreneur or running a business? Um, I would have to say the whole thing about you're a natural born leader, like this whole people are natural leaders. Yeah, I'm going to have to smash that. Yep. Smash it. Okay. What's the deal? I mean, they're not, we're not born with these magic powers of, of leadership. Well, I, 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 I don't think so, because it's like just because you like taking initiatives, like, for example, you know, and all the assessments that I've done for myself, like, yes, it comes out that I like to take initiatives and I like to motivate people to like come and do the things that I um, that I take initiative on, which is like I'm a good motivator. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't really mean that I am a, you know, natural leader. It's just like, I'm, you know, you know, I take initiatives. And so it's like if you. Just because you take initiatives or you are smart and you come up with smart ideas, it doesn't mean that you're a leader. It doesn't mean that you're a good leader. Uh True. Um, I think that getting people motivated and helping them stay motivated is a skill. It's a muscle that you have to exercise and also that you have to learn how to use. And, and, you know, cause you want people's buy-in. They can, you can't just be like barking orders at people. Like, and then you're like, Oh, I'm a natural leader. I just, you know, tell people what to do left and right. Um, cause like, you know, I feel like everyone out there has had a boss like that. And then when you're just like, what questioning yourself, you know, why is this person a boss? You know, why is there, why is there <laughs> yeah. my boss oh, or, or, or the saying like, you know, why are they telling me to do these things that I don't agree with or, or, you know, or that, you know, that this person doesn't understand what they're asking of me. There's just so many layers of, I'm sure everyone out there has had bosses that you just don't understand, you know, what they're doing. So, um, yeah, yeah. so it's just like, I don't think that, um, I think that basic leadership is a skill. You just learn it like any other and you have to practice it. You know, when you say, you know, when, when, when people say that it's natural, it almost like it takes the control away from them. Right. Because they either have it or they don't. And if they have it, well, then I guess they're just good at it. And if they don't have it, they'll never get it. And it just removes the ability for them to get better 
or to change their situation. And they're just, well, it just is what it is. But what you're saying, you even call it, compared it to like a muscle where you, you learn and you get better at it and you get more endurance and strength and you, but you have to practice it, right? And you have to think about it. You can't just let it, you know, just exist. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And also, I think it gives people hope like, hey, I'm not a natural born leader, but I can learn how to do it. And I can actually, you know, there's in my, you know, my career, and especially in being in the EO, I've met entrepreneurs of all kinds of personalities with yeah. all kinds of different, you know, things that they're into. Like some people are really into science or into just like doing entrepreneurship and sales. Like these are totally, completely different personalities. You can't like, we can't think that all these people are natural born leaders. It's, it's, it, you know, different personalities, you know, maybe if you're more, more outgoing, maybe a little easier for you, just like get it or like start working on it. But I feel like everyone he needs to work on it. And maybe some people have worked on it when they were younger, when they were kids, like maybe they really like to get the kids like uh, in, in motivated into their own stuff. So maybe in their social circles in school, they, they learn to do it, but it, it's not like you were born with it. You start, it's, it's, you know, you, you like it. And so you exercise it and you keep doing it and you try th different things and you fail and you try other things. And some people have done that earlier in their life. And then some people just say, Hey, you know, if I need to run a business, I need to get my ish together. You got to get it together. By the way, you can swear in the show, <laughs> but right, uh, cool. <laughs> I, whatever. This is, this is you Boston where we, we crush, we crush myths here, but you know what? I, what I, one of the things I heard from you talking about the personalities is that I think sometimes we, we also look at people and we think, well, they have a, like you said, an outgoing personality mm -hmm. that may make it seem like they might be a natural leader, but to our, your original point, it isn't a natural thing. Maybe they're just good at talking to people, but they could still be terrible leaders. Yeah. And, and it, or, or just, you know, barking orders, you know, right. or, 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 um, you can or, have a or, quiet person that could be way, way better. It could be. I mean, like the, the thing is self-awareness is a big thing. Yeah. I, I think, um, and you know, sometimes people that are out, like, it, there's people that are, are outgoing that are very much about like reading other people, which are, you know, which is probably like a good thing that to have when you're a leader. It's like, you know, observing and listening to people is a, it's a really important thing. And then there's people that are really outgoing that are just very like, you know, thinking about what the thing, the next thing that they're going to say, or, you know, how they look or how they're doing things. And so, you know, not being aware of the surroundings is it, it you know, so I just feel like it, it, there's no like one size fits all. And there's not one personality that I think would be better than others. Like maybe it is, I think is more like self-awareness and a willingness to, uh, to learn and to work on yourself and to, um, and to learn about yourself more. <laughs> right. Right. Where do you think this comes from? What, why, why, where does this sort of myth of like the natural or, or I don't, I have it or I don't have it. Where does that come from? Why do, why do people end up thinking that way? I don't know. I, you know, I feel like, uh, there's a, there's a tendency of people just labeling people or like putting people in boxes. Um, you know, there's also like this whole, you know, you're a creative person. I hear this from 
you know, people that work in banking or people that work in, you know, in other fields, they're like, well, you're a creative person. Mm-hmm. And, um, in, in like, my husband has been really like, he's a wise person and he, he's, <laughs> you know, he's also, he works in finance and he's like, but I am also a creative person. I co- I come up with a lot of ideas around my industry and that makes me creative. And I'm like, you're totally right. Sure and it so does. it's yeah. like, you know, just putting people in these labels of like, well, you're creative because you make visual things. I, I also don't agree with that. And also, you know, people are, aren't born with like natural artistic inclinations. I, I mean, I, I feel like maybe they have artistic interest. And so they practice a lot on it, you know, because they like, they love it. And so they're like, we, I love illustrating, you know, I love observing nature and like, you know, drawing it or, or I love working with, you know, things with my hands. So then they, they do it so much because they love it and then they get really good at it. And so I, it's like, I think it's the practice of it. And, um, and yes, people are born with different interests in, in, in different abilities, you know, or like, but like some people are really good at numbers and people are really good at, um, you know, abstract ideas, but that doesn't mean that you can't like exercise other things. I don't know. There's, there's this like, I, I don't, I don't like to label things. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of easy, right? It's, it's just, it's oversimplification sometimes. Yeah. Just drop yeah. a label on something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, leader, leader. You know, yeah. I, I, I hear, and this is like, you know, one of the things that where this comes from, it's like, you know, I'm a Latina. And so it's like, you know, I've, I've been hearing people say, oh, you don't look like a typical Latina. I'm like, what does that mean? What is, I wouldn't even know. Like, <laughs> what is yeah, that supposed to look like? Right. Yeah, what exactly. do I have to do? Yeah. To what qualify? am I supposed to look like? Or what am I supposed to be doing? Or what am I supposed to be dressing like? Right. Um, and so, you know, I, being labeled and like, you know, being crushed under labels, you know, mm. sometimes has really opened my eyes to say, let's not, let's not label things. So it's like, you know, let's not label people as leaders, like, because we are also invalidating other people's that are really trying and, and, and really putting in the work and just calling them not leaders. Right. You know, it's a, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's like loose language all kind of does that. But I could see, you know, you had this interesting train of thought where you mentioned that, you know, some people might be born with a a passion or an interest in something. And we all know that if we're interested in something, we're going to spend time doing it and we'll be okay with ourselves if we were terrible at the beginning, you know? And so you give yourself more something like, I love this. So even if I'm terrible, I'm going to keep doing it. And when you keep doing something, you usually get better, you know? And so some of these people, to your point, they were, maybe they had interest and they were practicing leadership without even thinking about it on the school ground. So they just might be a little bit ahead of us in that journey because of that interest, but it doesn't mean they were born with it. They've, they've been practicing that muscle. Yeah. I mean, that's my theory. Yeah. I love it. It's a great theory. Sold. (laughs) Write a book. Make it happen. Oh my God. Uh, Sign me up. I'll pre I'll pre-purchase on Amazon. If anybody out there wants to be the ghostwriter, I'll be, I'll be up for that. Cause right. So you just, sounds... just talk, right. We'll just record like a 10 hour podcast right now. And then I'm, just... I'm great at talking. <laughs> <laughs> just don't make me edit the book. Right. Yes. Oh, that's the worst part. 
Yeah, and that's the other thing about I feel like entrepreneurs, like we are chasing all this like shiny objects all the time. And I have short attention span with like projects. Like I like to yeah. do a project and then move on to the next one. Books are like movies that you're just like working on the same thing for like three years. I I was just like, oh, I would go crazy. <laughs> by you know, by the first years, like can just like can we just publish it already? It looks I great. know, I know. An author once told me that uh, it was standard in the writing author authoring world that you would hate your book by the end of it, and it by oh, by the time you hated it, that's when you knew it was ready to be published. Oh man, that's, that's how you know you spend enough time on it. That sounds brutal. I I you know when I went to school because I went to school for um, computer animation, you know, back mm. in the nineties and, you know, a lot of the people in my school, cause we did like 3d animation and motion graphics and video production and all of that. And some of the people in my school wanted to go on to like big studios in LA, like Pixar and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, somebody from Pixar came over to talk and they were like, yeah, you know, we're working on the same character for like two years. I was like, that sounds like a nightmare. That does sound terrible. <laughs> like just just looking at the same character for two years and doing the same thing uh, yeah i didn't know it took that me. long to do that yeah jeez it takes very long yeah jeez. 3d animation is a it's a it's a work of patience and problem solving and just like slow progress and yeah there's a huh. the, the, the programs are vast and so there's like tons of different ways in which you can make things and so you're always trying to see which which way is the best way to do it so yeah yeah, um, yeah. it was yeah okay noted uh books and, and computer animation two <laughs> things that are not uh quick projects for the uh the entrepreneur to dive into um, yeah. I, I wanted to circle back just one more thing on that leadership in i wanted to ask i think sometimes people get confused and whether they have it or not, because they're not sure what, what it actually is. And I was curious what your definition of leadership might be. Hmm. That is a good question. Um, so I know we can always Google it, but, but it's, so it's like that in, internal feeling of like, what does it mean when, yeah. or maybe even like, what is a good leader? Well, there's, I can just speak from my own experience yeah. of what I've learned um, over time. And that is that if your team is feeling good about what they're doing day to day, then you're a good leader, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I feel like, um, again, going back to this, like the experience that, uh, people had of other, other bosses that are always like, why are we doing that? And also, yeah nobody asked for my opinion um you know and so it's like making the your the team feel good like okay things are going well i am respected i um i have been able to voice my opinion i also yeah. um uh i also get some credit for things that i've done i you know it, my time is worth things like, like it's just like there's all this mix of you know, just, I think it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to say like, like being like having empathy, you know, for, for your team and like, you know, being they're human beings and they, you know, they also have dreams and they also have, 
you know, milestones that they want to, to, um, to get to. And, you know, you as a business owner, you have your goals and your milestones. And it's like, how do I get all these people from all different walks of life to like sign into my dream, you know? And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's being, inspiring and motivating and it's also respecting and uh, making people feel like they're worth something and like also helping them grow and and um and and uh you know there's also vulnerability around being a leader um and uh yeah i think there's did did that answer a question yeah no i i the vulnerability it's just and, and the feeling that your team has when you're leading them the right way, they, they, they're like connected to the mission, you know? Yeah. And these are all, I know these are all like, you know, squishy things that are like intangible. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, but, but, but ultimately like, it's not really about the work. Like people could be doing work that is kind of grueling and um, sometimes just, you know, sucks. But if, but if they're motivated and they believe and they're passionate, they will do it. They will do crappy work, you know, and, and that's being a good leader when you have people that, you know, you can instill that passion that we have for our business into them. And, you know, people out there, I am, uh, I'm still a, a leadership pada one. I am by no means... <laughs> I am by no means, the, you know, in that place in which like everything is hunky dory and like everything is working amazingly. Oh, for sure. um, but, but it's, uh, I guess that's the goal. That's the goal of being a good leader. Yeah. And I think it's an important point that you mentioned about being a Padawan and, you know, an entry-level Jedi, we're all learning. <laughs> and I think as soon as you stop learning now we're back to the very beginning of that myth which is people that think it just it's an on and off switch or it's a i'm just good at this no we're constantly and i'm sure you ask any any leader who's been doing this 40 more years than you and i have and they'll still tell you they're learning if they're good because they're constantly it's about people you know and that's we're not easy to decode sometimes yeah, it's a whole gray area, which I, I mean, I love personally love gray areas. <laughs> I, I am not a black and white, you know, yeah. I, I was never a numbers person. So I can, I like to deal in like squishy things. Um, and, and people, you know, they, they, and also, you know, what I do is like advertising and you're advertising to people and people change their minds on a constant basis and external factors, make them change their mind or make them uh, change their opinion and things. So it's like, it's, you can never just like, okay, well, this is the way that I'm leading forever and ever and ever. And that's it. Like it's like, you have to constantly adjust the way that you're leading too. Um, you know, to the times, to the evolution of people, to the evolution of humanity, to, you know, just things that are happening out there, you know, during COVID, you can't just be like, all right, everybody just keep working. And it's like, you know, you got to open some spaces for people to voice their fears and for people to take the time to take care of their families. And there's like, there's all these things that you have to keep adjusting when you're a leader um, that I feel are very 
important and it's not, you know, just like establishing processes and, and the processes are important. Hey, I'm, I believe I have For become sure. a believer, but, um, but it's also really important to, to be that again, listening and observing in sort of like being empathetic and just saying like, how is my team feeling right now? Maybe are they feeling if during, you know, the pandemic, like, you know, two years ago, are they feeling scared? Are they feeling um, concerned? Do they think that they're going to lose their jobs? Like, do, do I need to reassure them or like, do they need to talk? Um, so it's like, you know, it's a, it's a constant evolution in a, in, in, like I said before, you know, also it's a constant evolution internally for yourself, you know, um, I am a big believer of always working on my personal growth. You know, knowing yourself is really important um, in your style of leadership. Um, you know, like, again, like being self-aware. So you know how people see you and how you show up for them. And, um, and, and, and also like, you know, what you like, what you dislike, you know, the things that make you react you know, and, and, um, and so that's important to know because then you might be doing things that you don't even notice and and your team hates it, (laughs) you know, and, 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 uh, but also opening lines of communication and just be like, Hey, if, if I did something, if I messed up, just let me know, like, if we can have a conversation. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm always, you know, trying to work on myself. I, I do spiritual work. I meditate. I have coaches, um, reading books. Yeah. <laughs> so like the whole nine yards is like, I, I am, I mean, I also really love this kind of thing. So, um, to me it's, it's interesting and it's, uh, I don't know how to say it's not, it's not fun, but because like yeah. working on yourself, is it's, uh, it's not for the faint of heart, um, but it is definitely very enriching in, in, uh, in, I just wouldn't have it in any other way. No, definitely not. I'm with you on that one. Uh, it's, it's an amazing privilege, really. I mean, it's a privilege to be part of a team and to, to lead a team, you know? Yeah. I mean, these people are like putting their livelihoods you know, in, in, on, for your sake, like, you know, yeah. they're, this is how they make their living, you know, with the stuff that you come up with and the decisions that you make. And like, obviously don't, you know, not, no fear mongering here. Like, Oh my God, the decision that you make is going to be crucial for everyone. But, um, but sort of, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, so it's, um, it's, it's important, you know, just for me observing bosses that I had, or, you know, watching people in their style of leadership, um, it's made me realize how important it is. And and that's another thing that I think is really important, um, to, you know, in the, in the personal growth space, you know, to get help, Mm. you know, like, like I said, I have coaches, but, you know, I also, you know, people that I admire in their style of leadership, I sort of like, Hey, can I pick your brain and like, 
can you tell me things um and also you know talk with your teammates like obviously you know it's it's we can't talk about the team nice about like the you know the bad the bad things but you know having being able to to for them to feel like there's a space that you have open to have you know candid conversation um about how they feel of your style of leadership and like you know you can take it as you want you know you could just be mm -hmm. like thank you for the feedback and like either work on it or not but you also want to know what how your team feels about you um it's you, already yeah, so lonely know, yeah it's already so lonely at the top <laughs> you know and, and that actually that's an amazing um segue my next question was really you know what because it can be so lonely at the top for for leaders um and entrepreneurs what kind of resources groups communities do you you know look for or lean to to uh to stay connected well i mean eo for me has been amazing that way yeah um because I have friends and I have great friends, but none of them own their businesses. And it's hard to connect about your business with people that don't own businesses. Cause like, it's a, it's a, such a unique experience that, um, you know, I feel like EO, you know, when I joined EO, I didn't know anyone that owned their business. I mean, my dad owned a business, but you know, he no longer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, it was hard to just like, can I talk? To, I, I don't want to talk to my team about the business. Like, who can I talk to? And this right. was a place that not only, you know, did I connect with other, um, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners, it's also a place where I can actually talk about the business in a very honest way. And like, it's okay. You know, I can say to people, well, you know, everything is going to the gutter right now. <laughs> and, and then instead of people going, <gasps> they go, yeah, I've been there. It's going to yeah. be okay. You'll come out of it. So it's, it's, a uh, it's normalizing some of the things that are sometimes horrifying to us. It's, um, it, it's really important. And, um, and so it, you know, that that's where it comes with it, get help. You know, mm -hmm. there's a huge resource in the at EO, you know, between accountability groups, like I'm on the accelerator, uh, accountability groups, mm -hmm. um, you know, the coaches, the learning chair, there's like all these people, the EO members, you know, I've become friends with some of them. And, you know, they're just a great resource of saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for a coach that does this. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's this person. So right. it's, um, it's a great resource of, you know, getting help, um, getting tools that help you, I don't know, like, you know, from book recommendations to like assessments or, you know, you, you name it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then there's the other part, I think it's really important, at least for myself, you know, for leadership is it has helped me give myself grace. You know, it has helped me because I'm, I'm usually 
really hard on myself. I don't know if all entrepreneurs are. It's like if you're Thank a high, you yeah. if you're a high achieving person, you're you're hard on yourself. You're always yeah. trying to outdo yourself, you know. And um, and so to me, that was a really good place where I could be like, okay, I'm not the only one experiencing this. Um, I you know I need to just maybe give myself a breather and start over or, or keep going or, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, some people have really helped in like, just saying, just take it easy on yourself. You're doing great. And, yeah. uh, and sometimes you need to hear that. Cause again, you know, you can give your team praise, but it's like the team not always gives you praise. So it's like, who's like, who's going to tell me that I'm doing a good job. I need yeah. to hear it sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. I, I had the same thing. Some of my favorite experiences weren't, you know, the business tips. Well, that's, there's plenty of those, but it was just being able to share like this particular thing is happening. And then you don't even need solutions, but are you hear from like seven other people in your forum or your small group that I've been through that. <laughs> there's not much you could do other than it's actually distraction. So whenever you can get over it, please do. Otherwise it's just going to bother you for, and guess what bothers me still. And you hear that from other people and you think, okay, it kind of makes it easier to, to get through because you know, it's not your own journey. It's like a, you're all on this together. Yeah. I mean, haven't you noticed that, you know, a lot of the things that we learn at EO are mental things, mm -hmm. mental challenges, mental obstacles, getting the whole, like, get out of my own way. This is all mental stuff. And totally. it's, it's like, I, I, I don't know the percentage. I don't want to say that but this percentage of being a business owner is mental, but it is a good percentage um, of it in, in which like, it's just like, uh, you know, when athletes are, are competing, you know, there's a huge part that's mental. Some part is physical, huge part is mental. It's the same thing here. It's like, it's a, it's a sure. mental stamina yeah. kind of activity that we're doing. And it's like how much we can just like hang in there and like take the blizzard as we're going sometimes. And then it's, it's a, it's a mental, it's mental stamina game in, in having the tools and having the people around you that can support you um, in a way that you know, it's, it's, um, it's sort of like in the same realm yeah. of support. Like I get you, it's not yeah. just like, you know, your family telling you, Oh, you're doing great. You know, you'll get it. It's like ob an objective, an objective right. way of support. Um, they, that it, it really feels authentic. Yeah. And it's, I, it's important. Yeah. There's something about it because I think family, friends, company, everyone kind of has a thing where it's maybe in their best interest to be nice to us because they love us or something. But with EEO, we're also not trying to sell each other. So there's really no reason to BS, right? There's, there's it just, right. this is how I feel. And so when you get support from someone who doesn't owe you anything, is not going to sell you anything and they tell you, Hey, that was good. There's no reason for them to tell you that other than it was probably good, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I just, I love that, the transparency in the, or if they tell you, Hey, you might want to redo that. There you go. You know, that's yeah, feedback maybe I, no one else told you. And I also feel like there's a, a lot of paying it forward 
yeah. feeling to it that is like, you know, in my first few years of EO, I've gotten so much support um, in all kinds of different aspects. And it has been very un- unbiased and, and also not there you know there's no prejudice in it like for me being a woman or whatever yeah it's been very you know just you know here's some help um that to me i want to pay it forward and so i feel like there's a lot of that you know people have been have gotten so much value out of it that they genuinely want to pay it forward and just like help other people without any like you don't need uh, you don't need to pay me back because you know what you're gonna do you're gonna go pay it forward you're gonna go yeah. and you know whenever somebody else needs help you're gonna you're gonna go and 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 offer help so it's uh yeah. there's a lot of that that I feel you know there's there's at the beginning I was a little skeptical and people are like oh do you want me to introduce you to whatever I'm like why you ask. Right, <laughs> and so you know because like that's not the mo of the world <laughs> unfortunately um and so it, i was so a little i was a little skeptical at the beginning and then um but then i realized that it was like really just like i just want to help you out I just want your business to go well do you want your business to succeed and yeah, and it's like true. it was very enlightening and very refreshing and, um, and so I, you know, I am doing it too. You know, I, I sit on the board of the accelerator. I get to meet everyone. I get to, you know, everybody that's starting out. I want to like, you know, make them have a great experience. And, and, uh, I'm trying to see if more ladies can come and join us. Uh, and, uh, so it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely think that, you know, women, women of color, we got a lot to offer and lots of them are starting businesses and they need all the help that we can give them. And so I'm like really passionate about all that. Yeah, no, now, now I, I know I am the passion you, you can tell. Um, but one of the things I want to ask you about, because, you know, we've, we've known each other for a bit, we've seen each other at these EO events, but mm-hmm. I want to know, who are you? Who are you? So take me back in time. Little Clemencia days. What was it like growing up? You, where did you grow up? Did you always know you're going to be this dominant force, an entrepreneur, a business leader? Did you start businesses when you were two, or what was it like? You know, it was funny. It reminds me of this story that my mom just told me because, like, I've I'm a very outgoing person, but I struggle with sales. It's like it's like a mental thing that is like, yeah. Oh. Um, and I have a sales coach and like I've read books and all that. And I'm telling you, man, it's like, it's a thing, but you know, I'm, I'm working on it. This constant working anyway. So I was telling my mom about, you know, this sort of mental blockage about it. And she goes, that's so funny because when you were a kid, you would be like, Hey mom, here, let's go knock on this lady's house or like this house. And then like, I would knock on the door and like a lady would open and be like, hi, do you have any kids in there? Cause I want to play with them. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I can see you doing that. I can see you just walking a little, little bit. I know about you. I could see you totally doing that. I mean, I, in a way. Yeah. Cause like, I, you know, I definitely walk into like events and be like, hi, how's it going? Hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but, but yeah, that's sort of like the personality that I, I think I've always had this personality. Um, but yeah, I grew up in, so I was born in Colombia in Cali, Colombia. Oh, wow. And, um, I moved to the U S when I was 12, um, in the early nineties. And, um, uh, I, yeah, I mean, like I grew up in, in Florida and for Lauderdale. Wait, when did you move? How old were you? I was 12. 12. Yeah. So, wow. So you, you probably remember a lot about, I mean, cause sometimes when you move, I mean, when you're like four, it's like vague memories, but 12, you probably. Yeah. And not only that, my mom would send me to back to Colombia every summer to hang out oh, with wow. my cousins and my family. I, I would like just live in my aunt's house for a couple of months in the summers. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they will come down, you know, for a little bit um you know whenever they had vacation but like it was i was I, i'm always very much still in touch with colombia and my family in colombia wow wow um what is it what is it like so so you did the knock knock thing in colombia yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah yeah it was funny um but yeah moving here um was challenging um, back, you know, I, I guess people know, sort of know about Florida. Florida is like a hodgepodge of things, you know, that you have like yep. these little areas that are, you know, majority Latinos. And then you have areas that are like majority Anglo. So it's, uh, it, it, we moved into a majority Anglo area. And, um, I don't think that the majority of these people had ever seen Latinos. And so it was kind of challenging to live there. And, you know, some of the, some of the personality was kind of like, oh man, can I actually knock on this door now? Because like, does it, does it feel safe to knock on sure. these doors of these people that I don't know? And I don't really speak the language that well. And, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's a metaphor. Of course, I didn't want to do that because I was older. I was a teenager, but it, it, it was definitely, you know, a less, it felt less safe, you know, to be here. And so it was, uh, it was challenging, um, learning the language, learning the culture, um, you know, trying to negotiate the, my Colombian culture with like this new thing that I was creating within myself. And this is, um, you know, after so many years of, of like going through it, you know, when I was older, I actually decided to build my business around that. Mm. And, um, in, uh, you know, I had, I had a business, you know, my business was like more, it was always marketing related, but it kind of evolved over time to be like, you know what? I think that a lot of other Latinos and immigrants are also experiencing this, um, this feeling of like, who am I here? Mm. You know, am I, I'm not Colombian anymore. I am not fully American, or at least people tell me I'm not American. Wait, so, who tells you you're not? That's crazy. I don't want to get into it. Okay. Um, but but it's like, um, who am I? Yeah. And like so, identity. Yeah. So it, it and it's like you don't really you start sort of feeling that you don't belong anywhere because mm. you you go back to Colombia and they call me la gringa. Really? Know? Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, and, and I, I also like, feel like, cause you I like your accent, it's a little bit, it's not as fresh. Like it, 
Yeah, it could be the accent. It could also just be like, I, you know, I've come home with like really short hair or like shaved head, you know, things, <laughs> things like that. And they're then like, the, what has America done to you? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> you know, wearing these clothes that are different. And people are like, sure. who is this chick? You know, so yeah. um, I'm different to them. And I am different to the people here. So it's like, it, it it's like the, the you know, I, so I do political advertising. Um, I help uh, campaigns that are political and advocacy campaigns um, talk to Latinos. And mm. um, in a lot of the work that we do, it's like being proud of this new identity that we are creating here in the U.S. That is not mm. one thing and it's not the other thing. It's something different that we mm. create that we're creating in like these threads are, are um, we've lived for so long, just feeling like just like this patch on top of this country that it's like, we don't, we, where do we belong? And it's like this belonging, um, you know, one of the biggest issues that we're having is like Latinos aren't voting. Why is that? Because they don't feel like they belong here, even mm. though they're like second, third generation here. Okay. And, and it's, um, it's a big crisis. And, 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 and I think, and I think for me, you know, feeling the same way of like, do I really, you know, how do I, how do I belong here? How do I show up here? Um, and, and that's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's this work based on this gray area, a lot of squishy, squishy things. And I love it. It's, uh, it's, um, it's finding ways to build, ourselves up from the inside you know in like building an identity and then builds building pride and then building a better future for us starting from ourselves because nobody else is gonna come and help us we just need it need to do it ourselves and um yeah so no it's interesting that no there's so much great like to your point gray area it's like it's so much to sort out but you're not running away from it you're like bring it on bring me that that mess let me clean it up let me figure it out yeah because it's um like i said it it you know looking back and like doing a lot of personal work you know in my you know 20s 30s i i started to realize how much some of this like lack of belonging and lack of a community in, in lack of identity had really affected the way that i was and mm -hmm. like um, I feel like some of these like sales blockages have to do with that, you know, and like, how am I showing up for people um, when I don't feel like I belong somewhere? So it's like, um, so it's sort of, uh, you know, I, I said, I can't be the only one that feels the same way. You know, this is a right. shared experience that we're having. And because like, I've, I keep talking to people about it and they keep, you know, telling me that, yes, and this is why we started this podcast, because we want to well, the, my podcast, not your podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, we we wanted to scream out to the four winds like, hey, do you people also feel this way? Because this is we, we keep hearing it. And so we, we bring guests. And yes, this is a shared experience mm. that we are all having of like, where do I belong? And like starting from there and like I, it, as human beings, as um you know, that we're social animals. And so belonging somewhere is 
so important. And it, it goes back to leadership too. You know, like your team needs to feel like they belong in the, right. in the business in order for them to feel fulfilled. So, um, you know, but belonging somewhere is, is essential for your mental health. And, 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 and you, cause you feel like you're valued, you feel like you're worth something. And so, you know, starting with that, like, if I don't belong in this country, am I worth something? Am I going to just strive for very small things or am I going to really go for the, you know, the distance? Am I really going to try to run for office? Am I really going to try to make a positive change in my community? It's right. when people really start like owning that is when they say, we're going to do something positive. So it's, uh, it's sort of like from the ground up in it, but, but yes, I am, I'm very, as you can hear, I'm very passionate about it. Um, it's, uh, it has, it, it, it has taken me so long to sort of like work through some of these realizations and, um, in, in like looking back at like, you know, the things that I experienced, which, you know, some of them were wonderful and some of them were really, really painful in, in trying to, you know, find my way around here in this country. And uh, looking back, I'm like, I don't want anyone else, you know, in the future feeling that like that. And I want to, right. you know, I want to be able to open a space for, you know, other people like me to, you know, to feel proud of who they are and to feel proud of that new thing that we've created here in the U.S. Not just to feel proud of being a Colombian, to feel proud of being a Cuban or whatever they whatever decide to be are. from yeah whatever but it's also be. like yeah. proud to be someone here in this new life like i've lived here way longer yeah. than i've lived in colombia and uh and so you know and, and not feeling like you belong in a place where you've either lived your whole life or lived the majority of your life that's horrible mm -hmm. and and so in a way you know and i think this is my personality like i want to I want to fix things. <laughs> yeah. You're going to make that make. Yeah. And, I mean, and you can tell, I mean, your passion for it. I, I, and I believe you can. And I think podcasting, what a great platform. Uh, so give a shout out to your podcast. Where can people connect with you socially, URLs, websites, all that stuff. Where can people find you? So my business is called Moira Studio, moirastudio.com. And you can reach me at Clem at MoiraStudio.com. It's spelled M-O-I-R-A. Um, and uh, the podcast is called LatinXYZ. And we are on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, LatinXYZ pod. And um, you can get it wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, you know, the whole nine yards. And um you know, if you, if in it, if anyone out there is a Latino and wants to come as a guest, please email me and we can talk. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, that's sort there of it is. There it is. We'll put all those links down in the show notes so people can click right through. Thank you so much for being on here. Like, ah, what a cool conversation. We should do more of these. We should yeah. you know, have you back on and we'll keep the conversation going. Oh yeah. I, I'm sure I have other myths to bust. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs>
I really am sure. And for those people listening, if you learned something, and I freaking know you did because I have notes over here. I'm like running out of paper, <laughs> taking notes over here. Uh, then share this episode with someone else. That's how you show thought leadership is getting really good information to other people's hands. That's a thought leader right there. Be one. And again, Clemencia, thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you so much. And thank you for letting me, you know, tell my story and, and how, you know, my business came to happen and, uh, and uh, how do how we're trying to make a better world here. Yeah, make it. Make it a better world. Oh, so good. Um, Thank you so much. This was yeah. really fun. Absolutely. And this really, this has been another very exciting episode of Leadership in Action. We will see you all next time. Bye. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston Chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.